This morning, um, I want to quickly do a review before I go, um, talk about uh, what I want to share. And so I want to talk about the triangle for a little bit. I, I want to remind us of what the triangle is all about. I, I want to do this every uh, six to nine months. Um, and so this, the triangle is a tool, a tool to help us to remember the three most important relationships of every Christian. And the triangle reminds us of up, in, and out. Up, in, and out. Up represents our upward relationship with God. In represents our inward relationship with the people of God. And out represents our outward relationship to the world. And it's vital that we live an up, in, and out relationship. Let me say it another way. Up represents our intimacy with God. In represents living in community with the people of God. And then out represents making a difference, making an impact in the world for the kingdom of God. Up, in, and out. And the purpose of up, in, and out is really to get us back to Jesus. If you read through the Gospels, you'll notice that Jesus invested in three kinds of relationships. Jesus invested in his up relationship with his heavenly father. Jesus invested in his in relationship with his disciples. And Jesus invested in his out relationship with a broken and hurting world. Up, in, and out. Up with God, in with other believers, and out to the world. And so this morning, I want to focus on our upward relationship with God for a bit. How do we develop an intimate relationship with God, our up dimension? We're continuing in our series on core values. And this morning, I want to look at core value number one for our church. And the core value is this. We value a deep Love relationship with God. And Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 and 38 says this. Jesus was asked about which of the commandments is the greatest. And listen to Jesus' reply. Jesus says this. He says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 24 says it this way. I love Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 24. It says this. He says, it says, Let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me. And watch this. For in these I delight says the Lord. Did you catch that? God is delighted when we understand and when we know Him. And so the question is, 
How do we deepen our understanding of God? How do we deepen our knowledge of God? How do we deepen our love for God? How do we connect with God in a meaningful way? How do we attend to our up relationship with God? And so this morning, I have a very practical sermon for you. I'm going to literally teach you two things that you can do to develop and to connect with God. And so the first thing is this, Bible reading. We all know how important it is to read our Bibles. But some of us, no one has really shown us how to get started. And so this morning, I want to show you how to get started. I want to literally show you how to move forward in your Bible reading. The first steps. And for some of you, It'll be like review, but that's okay. It's always good to go back to the basics, go back to the ABCs of Christianity. And so this morning, I'm just going to show you how I read the Bible. And so firstly, there's some things that you're going to need. You're going to need, firstly, a Bible. Now, the thing is, it's kind of overwhelming when you go shopping for a Bible because there's like, Small font Bibles, big letter Bibles. There's Bibles that with study guides. There's Bibles with commentaries. There's all different kinds of translations. And it can be confusing. And so I'm just going to say this. The preferred version for our church is the New International Version. And so if you pick up the New International Version, what happens is you'll be able to follow along when we preach. You'll be able to open up your Bibles and it'll look exactly the same as what's on the screen. It's the in New International Version. And the way that you can figure out if it's the New International Version is you look at the spine of a Bible and it should say New International Version or NIV for short, New International Version. And so I brought some Bibles here. I have like 10 Bibles that I'll give away. Anyone need a Bible? You don't have a Bible. Don't be shy. I'd I love to give you a Bible. I have like tons of NIV. Who needs one? Anyone need one? Need, a, need Bibles? For serious. I'm serious. You want one? Here. Yeah, dude. Here you go. Yeah. Anyone else um, need a Bible? You want a Bible? Here. It's an NIV. And Susan's passing out. You want a Bible? Shoots, dude. One more. Anyone need a Bible? Anyone don't have a Bible? You don't have to go shopping. It's like you don't have to worry about like which translation, dude. Anyone else? You want a Bible? Anyone else? Okay. Oh, yeah. Here you go. This is for you, Dennis. Yeah. All right. Okay. So first thing is you need a Bible. The second thing that you need is this. You need a Bible reading plan. And so we kind of uh, created a Bible reading plan where if you stick with us for a year, you'll be able to read through the entire New Testament. Isn't that cool? And we are almost done. It's been a year now. We're almost done with the entire New Testament. We have Revelation left, and we're done. And then if you read uh, the, through the Bible reading plan with us, in two years, you'll be able to read through the Old Testament. Isn't that cool? In three years, you'll be able to read through the entire Bible. 
Many of us have never read through the entire Bible. Isn't that cool that in three years, if you follow this plan, you'll be able to read through the entire Old Testament and New Testament. And so it's very easy. Um, I, I have this bookmark inside of your bulletins. And what happens is, Mondays through Fridays, there's one chapter for you to read in your Bible. One chapter, just one chapter. It's about 15 minutes or so of reading. One chapter. And on Saturday and Sunday are free days. This is reflection. You can kind of reflect on what you read Monday through Friday, or you can catch up if you missed a day, or you can just Sabbath and rest. Reflection. So Monday through Friday, one chapter a day, and then Saturday, Sunday, just kind of reflect. So that's the second thing you need. You need a Bible reading plan. The third thing that you need is this. You need a journal. If you want to get the most out of your Bible reading you need a journal. My journal is kind of like a girly journal, but that's okay. It's like, it's cool. It's small and compact. I like to carry it around, so it's a girly one. And I have some, unfortunately, most of the ones I purchased um, is um, girly ones. I don't know, TJ Maxx has a lot of girly ones, but anyone want a girly one? I have like maybe three that are guy ones. I'll give you, a, you want a guy one? Here, I'll give you a guy one, dude. Here you go. You'll pass out the girly ones. And, <laughs> Anyone want, okay, you want one? Okay, I got a girly one for you. Here you go, Suchara. Here you go. Here you go, Michaela. Anyone else need a journal? You want a journal? Dude, you should, yeah, you got a Bible, you should get a journal. Here you go. Okay, so, so you have your Bible now, and you have a Bible reading plan, and two more, and you have a journal. And then one more thing that you need. Whew, we're almost there. We're almost ready to read our Bibles. The next thing that you need is to memorize the word soap. Everyone say the word soap with me. One, two, three, soap. And now soap stands for four things. Soap stands for, S stands for scripture. O stands for observation, meaning um, what does it say or what does it mean? And then A stands for application. What am I going to do with what I just read? And then P stands for prayer. And so that's what you're going to write in your journal as you read through the, as you read your chapter. And so it's kind of like this. I'm just going to demonstrate like really quickly, not too hard. You can do it. It's like really easy. It's not hard. And so imagine that it's Monday morning for me. I wake up and it's good to find a regular time and a regular place to, um, to read. And I usually like to read early in the morning. I'm an early bird. You might be different. You might want to read at night. I read in the morning. And so I usually go downstairs, look for my Bible, look for my Bible reading plan. Okay, this is Monday morning, October 2. Revelation chapter 1. All right, Revelation chapter 1. For, the, for us brand new people, um, there's actually a table of contents in the very beginning of your Bible. So there's one that's um, in alphabetical order. And so I'm going to look for Revelation in alphabetical order. R, R, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R. Revelation. It's on page 867 of this Bible. So I'm going to flip to page 867. 867. Nope, almost there. 867. And then there's a big number one. You see the big number one? That means, that's the chapter so that's chapter 1 right there. And the 2 is chapter 2. And then there's little numbers in your Bible. Those are verses. So within chapter 1, there's verse 2, verse 3, verse 4. And so 
First thing, I'm just going to read through um, Revelation chapter 1 with a pen in hand. And I'm just going to like underline anything that might speak to me, a verse that might stand out. And so I'm, okay, I'm done reading. And I kind of underline, let's say, verse 3. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my journal, and I'm just, an S stands for scripture, so I'm just going to write S on the left margin. Hmm, and I'm going to write Revelation 1, verse 3. And I'm just going to, like, literally write word for word the scripture out. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy. I'm going to write it out. And blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. Writing it all out. Okay? And now O stands for observation. And so I'm going to, huh, wonder what it's saying. I wonder what it means. Hmm. I'm going to just kind of write some ideas of what I think it's saying and meaning. Hmm. Seems like there's supposed to be someone who stands up and reads this prophecy, reads the book of Revelation, maybe a preacher in front of a congregation. And that person is blessed if he reads it. Wow, interesting. And then I'm going to write, hmm, it says also blessed are those the congregation members, if they hear what's being um, read, wow, that's cool. Then I'm going to write, oh, there's something that says, take to heart what is written in it. Wow, that sounds really important. I, I wonder what that means. Take to heart. Take to heart. That kind of means that I might have to take seriously what I read. It means to internalize What's written? It means to live according to what is written. And I'm writing this down. Take to heart. Wow. That means I better not take this lightly. Yeah? Take to heart. I'm just writing ideas down. Then A is application. So what am I going to do? How, how am I going to apply this in my life? And I'm going to write, hmm, for the next 30 days, I'm going to try and commit to build this habit of reading my Bible, of reading the book of Revelation. And I'm going to take it seriously. I'm going to live according to what it says. I'm going to try it. And then prayer, I'm going to write, Lord, I'm committing the next 30 days to you. Please help me in Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't that easy? You guys can do that, can't you? Okay. And so... I actually taught this to my brother, uh, our youth pastor, Derek, a few months ago. I said, Derek, dude, you like meat? We go meet. We go meet every single week. And here, I buy you a journal. And I bought him one manly journal because he has a manly journal. I have a girly journal. And so we've been meeting weekly. And we do soap together. And so he got so excited by what, by what he's been learning through soap. He, he's like, man, I'm going to teach like the youth soap. And so he... He, he actually called up like five of the youth and he says, hey guys, McDonald's every Monday at 3 o'clock, 3.30, come, let's do soap together. I got journals for you. I got Bibles for you. And they've been doing soap for a few weeks, actually uh, maybe a couple months now. And so I have two of the youth that's going to, going to read uh, their, one of their soap entries for you. And so I'm going to ask Mary to come up first. This is Mary. Give her a hand. She's going to read a soap entry. Oh, I love your girly journal. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. And so 
can you read a soap entry for us? Here yeah, you go. Sure. Absolutely. Give me a moment to open my stuff. Wow, you write a lot. <laughs> I do. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, That's so, awesome. Hi, everyone. I'm Mary, or Mary Michelle. And uh, I will be sharing with you an entry that I did at home. This was recorded uh, on Monday of uh, um, 18 September. And uh, I take from uh, the scripture of 2 Peter 2. 19 through 22. Again, bear with me because I tend to get the uh, O and the A mixed up. (laughs) So uh, in this uh, um, portion of the chapter, it's uh, towards the end, and uh, Peter touches on the subject of those who are saved, returning to their sinful ways despite being cleansed of their sins. That was observation. (laughs) Now the application. I've thought about how a Christian can simply deconvert, people coined that term, or abandon, as how I see it, their relationship with Christ. It's a bizarre act, living like an atheist or some other religion that people flock to, perhaps Islam or uh, Hindu. Choos- choosing Second uh, Peter 2, 19 to, tw- 19 to 22, is because of this exact thought. No one really talks about how a brother or sister can just simply walk away from Christ. It's like breaking up with a best friend, a boyfriend, or a girlfriend. You're cutting ties with them, but you're actually breaking up with Jesus is on a whole different level. These verses talk about how a Christian deliberately turns away from the truth, the knowledge, the wisdom of knowing Jesus. You see, 19-22 says... They promise them freedom, while they themselves are slaves of depravity. This is uh, referring to 18. The liars, you could say. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome, they are worse off in the end than they were at the beginning. Take note of that. It would have been better for them not to know the way of righteousness then to know it and turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them, the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit, Mm. and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. Verse 20 captures the devastatingly wrongdoing of something Mm. like this. They are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. 21 goes on saying that it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to just flat out turn their back on the word that is given to them. I mean, if you do that, it's, it's kind of meaningless. And it just makes you feel wrong. Mm. So with all that said, I, don't, I have to not only keep myself in check, but also my siblings in Jesus. Mm. I don't really want to know the pain of knowing that I or someone close has dropped the faith. So, I hope to keep an open eye on an issue like this. If anyone strays from God, we just have to remind and encourage ourselves and them that it's simple to turn back and come back to God. Mm. 
Whatever made them lose their faith is just a simple setback. You have a better chance of overcoming mountains with God than just yourself. And on to the prayer. God, thank you for remaining faithful to me, even when I'm not faithful to you. Please continue to lead me wherever you need to go. And remind me constantly that you're always around even in my darkest days. Help me to encourage those that struggle in their walk with you. Give me the right words to say and the right things to do. That they can see they were never alone in their fight to begin with. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Mary. That's awesome. And then, Jamar, come on up. Wow, you write a lot, girl. You should be a writer. You better connect with Hope. All right, here we go. Hope's a writer and um, artist. Okay. Here's my brother, Jamar, and he's going to read an entry. Go ahead, Jamar. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, guys. All right. So my verse is Titus 1.7. The scripture is, An overseer is a manager of God's household. He must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, and not pursuing dishonest gain. Mm. My observation of this scripture is, to be an overseer of God's household, we must not be these things. Because if we are quick to, to anger, we are not fit to lead. We are not to be violent, or else we do not see the needs of others. And my application for the scripture is, during my walk with all of you, I will try to be all that I can be and be a leader as much as I can. And my prayer is, hello again, God. I just want to thank you for all that you do for mankind, even when we don't see it. I thank you for allowing us to gather here together and fellowship with each other. We just ask for your help in keeping us courageous in Christ so that others can come to know you. Also, help me, Lord, to show other people, oh, show other people how powerful your hope is. Make me to be a person that can change the world by giving people hope. And that by your will, whatever happens today may really have changed the world. Yeah, that's Jamar. Thank you, Jamar. That's awesome, dude. And so that's Bible reading. And so I'm going to ask us to commit over the next 30 days, maybe to reading the Bible together. Yeah. And so the, and the second thing that um, really quickly that we can do to develop our up relationship with God is this very basic prayer. And prayer is simply talking and listening to God. I love Jamar's prayer. He started with, hello, God. Isn't that cool? It's like, but the thing is, uh, a lot of times we get overwhelmed because we hear all these uh, flowery and beautiful prayers at the pulpit. And, and then we like, we're like, gosh, I cannot pray like that. And so we end up saying, nah, I better not pray because it might not sound good. God not, not going to hear me. But you know what? That's the kind of prayers that God listens to. That's the kinds of prayers that God delights in. Genuine prayers. Prayers that come from the heart. Don't you talk and listen to your wife? Don't you talk and listen to your wife? Sometimes, yeah. You... <laughs> Doug's like, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But 
We all talk and listen to one another, but why don't we talk and listen to God? Yeah? And so that's what prayer is, just talking and listening to God. And so this morning, I'm going to help you. Um, Some of you, you've never prayed, and and, and no one has shown you how to pray. But I'm going to move you forward. I'm going to help teach you, help, and I'm going to teach you how to pray a very simple prayer. All right? You ready? And so... What you need is firstly to, just like Bible reading, find a regular time and a regular place to pray. For me, I'm a, again, I'm an early bird, and so I pray in the morning. I go down to the living room, and I just spend a moment on my knees in prayer. And here's what you need to know. Pray. P-R-A-Y. Everybody say, pray. Pray, pray means this. P stands for praise. Praise is simply giving thanks. R stands for repent. Repent means to ask for forgiveness, to confess your sins and to turn away. A means ask. It represents ask. You just kind of spend some time asking God for some of the things that are on your mind, that's on your heart. And then Why is yield, which we don't do too well sometimes. I don't do too well. I like to talk, but I don't like to listen. So why is yield? Yield is be quiet, just stop and listen. So I'm just going to demonstrate, pray to you. And so I'm going to make pretend that it's Monday morning. I wake up, brush my teeth, wash my face, and I go downstairs. And usually this is what I do. I kneel on the ground, and I do go through P-R-A-Y. But you don't have to kneel. Whatever posture is good for you, you can stand, you can kneel, you can sit, you can lie down. What's, whatever is good for you. And so let me demonstrate pray. And so I usually kneel, and I'm going to start with P. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for my beautiful wife. Thank you for this wonderful congregation that I get to be a part of called Ohana Christian Church. Thank you for the roof over my head. Thank you for the food on my table. And then I'm going to go to R, and I'm going to think of and reflect over the next couple of days, uh, past couple of days, and I'm going to repent. Mm, Lord, um, I remember yesterday, Lord, I splashed some water on the blinds and my wife was kind of, uh, wanted to correct me in a kind way and I was kind of, um, kind of not having a good attitude. And so I want to repent of that. Please forgive me. Help me to be a better husband. Oh, I'm also thinking of on Friday, I got to pick up the twins, um, Matthew and Abby from school, my nephew and my niece, and, and I remember them saying, Uncle, Uncle, can you play Settlers of Catan with us? And I remember saying, Ah, Uncle's busy, maybe later. Right now, I'm just feeling guilty for that. Please forgive me. I repent. Help me to be a better uncle. Help me to be present. 
And then I'm going to just move into ask. Hmm, what do I ask for? What's on my heart? What's on my mind this morning? Lord, I, I want to um, ask for you to help the people of Puerto Rico. Seems like aid is like not effective and efficient right now. Would you help the aid to come in effectively and efficiently? Mm, I'm also thinking about a few friends that have birthdays uh, this week. I'm thinking about Nadine and her birthday on Monday. I'm thinking about my friend Daniel and his birthday on Wednesday. I'm thinking about my friend Claydine and her birthday on Thursday. Would you bless them as they celebrate their special day? Oh, Lord, I also um, want to pray for my friend Julia. She's battling stage four cancer. Would you help her and provide her with hope and healing? Oh, I'm thinking also of my friend Desiree, her her dad, um, Dennis, had heart surgery. And I just want to pray, Father, that you would help him to recover, help him to get, get well quickly. Now I'm just going to spend a few moments yielding. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to listen. In Jesus' name, amen. And that was pray. All of you can do that, right? I didn't use any flowery, flowery language. It was very simple. And all of you can do it. We can all do it. Um, I remember back when I was in Kung Fu. I have a picture of me back in the day when I was in Kung Fu. Oh, oh man. You know... Uh, <laughs> Yesterday I said, Raf, Raf, can you like put my face with uh, Bruce Lee? But it looks so real that it, you guys can't tell that's my face, but that's my face. All I need is to have the hair and the body, and man, I, I, I look pretty seriously like Bruce Lee. Unreal. But back in the day, I used to, um, I used to take Kung Fu. And I remember um, there was this teacher, his name is uh, Mr. Choi. And he was a mean guy. I mean, but everybody wanted to be like him. He was huge. He was fast. Everybody wanted to be like Mr. Choi. And I, want, I remember Mr. Choi, he would make us do these frog jumps. Man, we despised frog jumps. Frog jumps, um, you basically put your hand back here and then you jump and, you're, and you jump from one end of the room to the other end of the room. But keep in mind that this was after we had already done an hour of leg exercises, Brian. One hour of leg exercises already. And now he wants to do, make us do frog jumps across the room. And to make matters worse, he would have this iron bar. And he would put this iron bar in front of us and, and, we, and, and he would keep moving us along. So that we, he makes sure that we're jumping over this iron bar and he would look for the guys that are lazy. So oftentimes the bar was right in front of me. I'm lazy. And so this iron bar would always be in front of me. And Mr. Choi, week after week, he would kind of raise the bar just a little bit. Week after week, he wouldn't be satisfied. And he would raise the bar just a little bit more. And before you know it, I was jumping like, 
a flying, praying mantis, dude. But here's the thing. I remember trying to clear two feet. But all the while, there was the potential in me for this. But I would never have realized that potential if Mr. Choi didn't see that potential in me and raise the bar. Some of you are jumping at two feet in your spiritual up relationship with God. And you're thinking, two feet is cool. I'm cool with that. But God says, no, no. There's so much more potential in you. There's spiritual giant potential within you. But in order to grow in your up relationship with God, you have to be willing to raise the bar. And so this morning, I want to encourage and challenge you to raise the bar. Over the next 30 days, for the month of October, I want to encourage all of us to read through Revelation, follow the Bible reading plan. I want to encourage us to pray every single day, Bible reading and prayer. I want to encourage and challenge you to do that over the next 30 days. I want to call you to raise the bar because I believe that every single one of us has the potential to be a spiritual giant. But we have to be willing to raise the bar. Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray.